Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is David Wood. And after life as a consulting actuary to Fortune 100 companies on Park Avenue, David built the world's largest coaching business, becoming number one on Google for life coaching and coaching thousands of hours in 12 countries around the globe. As well as helping others, David is no stranger to overcoming challenges himself, overcoming a full collapse of his paraglider and a fractured spine, witnessing the death of his sister at age seven, anxiety and depression, and a national gong show contestant. He coaches high-performing entrepreneurs, executive teams, and now prison inmates to create amazing results and deep connection. One tough conversation at a time. You know that awkward, uncomfortable feeling you get when you're having a difficult conversation? Well, I brought in the world's leading expert on exactly how to have them. David Wood is my guest, and he's going to show you how to have those tough conversations using an amazing model you're going to love. Here's David. Okay, everybody, this is going to be a very interesting conversation because, of course, we're talking about betrayal and how to heal from it, but I have David Wood with us today, and we're going to be talking about not only the micro-betrayals, the death-by-a-thousand-cuts betrayals, but he's an expert in how to have difficult conversations around that. So welcome, David. Thanks, Debbie. Happy to be here. Oh, we're so excited to to have you here. So let's just start with the big, gigantic betrayals, just to throw you in the deep end completely. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. When when you say difficult conversations, how would you even begin to have a conversation around that? Yeah. Well, firstly, I want to touch on the concept of betrayal. And I'm sure you've covered this on your show multiple times, but, you know, betrayal is such an interesting word. We have to construct betrayal. It doesn't exist in the universe, right? We're just swirling molecules and atoms. So there is no, there is no betrayal because there is no contract in the universe. So it's one thing that humans have created. And the way it occurs to me is at the mini version, it starts with disappointment, right? That's a betrayal. I'm disappointed that I didn't get the job. I'm disappointed that my weight is is three pounds heavier than it was last week, all right? So that's like a mini betrayal. And then when it gets stronger, because we had an expectation of a contract. Notice I didn't say we had a contract because who knows what the other person had. But in our minds, we had an expectation or even a deal uh, with, with somebody else or with God, but God being the God of your understanding. Then that's when I'd say it goes over into what we would call betrayal. I had, a, I had a deal with you and you didn't do it. So my disappointment is through the roof. Let's call that betrayal. Mm-hmm. And I define it as the breaking of the spoken or unspoken rule. So it sounds like we're on nice. the same page. Yeah, spoken or unspoken rule. Well, when you say unspoken rule, does that imply that there was a there was there was an agreement between two people? Unspoken, yes, over time. It was sort of yeah. an understanding. And and yeah. you're right. It's it's when that one person has that expectation and over time or because that's those were just the rules that they were both abiding by. And then one decides without the other one's awareness or consent, that's no longer a rule. Yeah. Yeah. I think we could even go further. There might be a situation where we haven't been abiding by anything. I just, in my world, from my perspective is like, Oh, my partner would never do that. And my, my partner might not know that I had that expectation and that comes up. So I think that's useful to define it. Now, tough conversations, a tough conversation is any conversation that feels awkward, 
or we're afraid of having. And I think we sweep too many of these under the carpet. And that's why I was interested in micro betrayals for this episode, because I'm going to assume that most of our listeners, if there's a big betrayal, like infidelity, I'm going to assume that, that they're aware, all right, that's a tough conversation I need to have. I'm hoping they would think that. Mm-hmm. But, and, and, and we can talk about that too, about how to have that, and I want to. But also the micro-betrayals or the micro-disappointments might be ones that we're tempted to sweep under the carpet, and I don't want that to happen. I want us to be able to speak about everything so, Which I love that you're bringing this up because it's it's a great point. These are very difficult conversations, and there's there's something about almost practicing with the smaller ones that give us the courage to to speak up. At the yes, that's so true. Because I I've been doing this for 20 years, and I've had some conversations that would make your hair curl. I've had a conversation that could have put me in prison. I've had um, you know a conversation that that could have lost me my relationship. I've, I've had many of these, but I, I don't recommend that people start with those, right? Unfortunately, if there's a major betrayal in your life, uh, from your point of view, then I think it's a conversation that has to be had. There's not really a way around it. So which one do you want to start with? Do you want to start with how we might have a tough conversation around a big betrayal and then lead to the micros? Or do you want to jump into the micros? Let's get to the micros because I I, I feel like everybody listening is going to be experiencing at least a few of these. They've had some of these over the course of their lives. So I would love to just share them with you and, and see how you'd have a conversation around it, even if that conversation is with yourself to come to another understanding. And what I'm doing, everybody, so everybody listening, I'd written a, a post recently about how it's not just the big betrayals that affect us. It's the, it's the smaller ones. So David is going to help us with, with each of those. So this one is the, I didn't see that coming betrayal. And this is when we're shocked. We ignited the stress response, which sets us up for that flight or uh, fight or flight. uh, And that shock prevents our bodies from getting the blood and oxygen that we need. It compromises our tissues, our organs, our system, and our overall health. So this is just that shock of, I just didn't see that coming. What's an example? Of something you might not see coming. It could maybe a layoff, maybe uh, just a disappointment, like what you said before. It just was not in our realm of consciousness to even consider it, and yeah. and there yeah. it is. So that this one is interesting with the layoff. I would suspect that this one would lay in the in the disappointment category, because we. We know that that kind of thing can happen. We don't really have a contract for it. We had more of an expectation. So I imagine we, just to label it, we might call that more a disappointment rather than a betrayal. Um, Is there a conversation to be had? Are you suggesting there might be one with yourself? Mm, I think with that one, it's more a conversation with yourself. Or, I mean, it could be if you uh, you, you didn't think that that was coming by what that person said or did then it would be a conversation with that person. Yeah, well, I mean, right now we've got the coronavirus and this pandemic, so layoffs are kind of becoming a bit of an expectation. But if I, let's suppose I, uh, an employer hired me and then three weeks later said, ah, oh, you know, things have changed. Sorry, right? And maybe I've relocated. 
to be there, I'm going to be pretty upset and I am going to feel betrayed because I had an expectation we're going to go for at least a year mm-hmm. in my head. So I might want to have that conversation with the, with the employer. And I have a case model. I have a four-step process for each conversation, but this one doesn't really feel like a betrayal. So why don't we move on to another yeah. one and we'll find a, find a good one. And particularly, I'm interested in the ones where we might be tempted to not bring it up. Okay, so we want perfect. To, we want to sweep it under the carpet. We don't want to rock the boat. Okay. We're not sure how to bring it up. I want everybody to speak more. Speak your truth 30% more than you normally would mm-hmm. is my encouragement. Okay, so this next one uh, is the death by a thousand cuts betrayal. So this is the consistent deteriorating of a relationship because someone isn't either respecting boundaries, someone is saying one thing, doing another, and for some reason, we just keep trying to blow it off. We try to make sense out of it. We try to get over it, but this one is the death by a thousand cuts. All right, I like it. So firstly... There's a possible trap here that someone could fall into. And the trap would be to go to your partner and say, everything's not working in this relationship because there's nothing your partner can do about everything, Mm -hmm. right? It's it's so vague, death by a thousand cuts. Let's pick one cut, Debbie, and focus on that. So what's one example of what one of those cuts might be? What, What if your partner was late Mm-hmm. just consistently late for you mm-hmm. and you feel disrespected. That could be one of the cuts. Mm-hmm. So that gives us something concrete that, that we can deal with. And this is a common one. And a lot of people will not bring it up because maybe the, well, we'll get into why they might not bring it up. But I want to talk firstly about the cost of not bringing it up. Like why would you want to listen to us right now? And why would you want to go and have this conversation? And I find in general, we'll speak in general and then we'll dive into this one. I often feel more connected to the other person. I feel better about myself. So I feel more connected to myself because I spoke up about something that matters to me. Mm. Even if the other person doesn't agree and says, I'm going to be late every time, that's who I am. I've spoken up. I so agree with you. I think this is a self-love, self-worth issue because if our boundaries are getting overstepped and we just allow that and we don't speak up, we feel worse. We feel worse. I mean, and we're also, we're writing the script, you know, around how people treat us. So what, what this is essentially saying, I feel if we don't, if we don't do something about it is it's okay to be late. It's okay to not respect you know, these rules. And, and I, I take that seriously. It just, I I would never be late for something. And if, first of all, if I am, the first thing I would do is apologize. And I would expect the same. Uh, Of course we could be as understanding and reasonable and rational as possible, but to just not speak up, I I think that's a boundary issue and a self-love self-worth issue. I totally agree. One of the things that stops people from bringing up these micro betrayals is they're worried that the conversation is not going to well and they're not going to get what they want. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, but we need to reframe it to see that the win, the big win is simply that you spoke your truth. That's, that's a win in itself. I was at a conference, I think it was last year with, uh, the year before with um, big thought leaders like these are people that I'm in awe of. Jack Canfield from Chicken Soup, mm-hmm. uh, John Gray from Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, Marianne Williamson was a member of this group. And I'm there 
and I've, I've got imposter syndrome. Right? I'm like, they're going to find out I shouldn't be here. And I made four bold requests, I realized, after the event. And it occurred to me that I didn't need a yes from any of those requests. Mm-hmm. It was the speaking up that felt good. It's like, yes, I can do it. And uh, if I get a yes, that's a bonus. So I suggest that if you get what you want out of the tough conversation in, in terms of the result that you're looking for, bonus. But huge result you're probably going to get is you feel good about yourself and this is an opportunity to connect with another human. So let's use this late example. The, the four steps and the anacronym is CASE, C-A-S-E. Mm-hmm. So all you've got to remember really is one word. And we'll give you, we'll give, listeners, we'll give you the download. There's a free download. We'll give you this at the end of the episode so you don't have to make notes if you don't want to. So C, the first C stands for, well, the only C stands for clarify. You're going to clarify the issue and you'll do this with yourself. Mm-hmm. So th- you could call this the tough conversation with yourself to work out what's going on in you. Mm-hmm. This is a win. You may decide after doing step one that you're not going to have the conversation. That's okay. But you have it with yourself first to work out what's going on. And then you'll decide if you move on to the last three steps, which are what you'll do with the other person when you actually have the conversation. Mm-hmm. So we'll clarify and I'll run through the steps quickly. Then we can come back, clarify. Yep. And then the three steps that will happen with the person, if you choose mm-hmm. to continue are ask, that's the A in case you ask permission, you share the issue, assuming they said yes, and then you inquire with an E, you inquire into their world, into their perspective. How is it to hear this? Mm-hmm. What are your ideas? What's your point of view on this? And you work it out together. Beautiful. So let's go back through for, for the late example. Let's say you've been late for mm-hmm. me. You're late. You're, you're late getting ready to go out mm-hmm. to, to, to meet other people. And I, and you know, and I feel embarrassed about it. Um, maybe you're late to meet me. We're going to meet at the mall for shopping at seven o'clock and you're there at 20 past mm-hmm. seven and it's been happening consistently. So we're going to do the clarify step. And in the clarify, there's actually a worksheet that comes with the download and it's going to ask, David, what's your hope out of having the conversation? Mm -hmm. What an amazing question. I often know what I'm upset about, but what's my hope? What's a good outcome? Mm -hmm. And a good outcome for me, one, that you'd be on time Mm -hmm. in the future, right? That's my external result. But I also want, my hope is that you'll listen to me and understand what it's like for me when you're late. Mm-hmm. That would be a, a win for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, so I write that down on my sheet, right? There's my hope. And then she'll ask me, David, what's your fear? What mm-hmm. could go wrong in this conversation? This is what makes it a tough conversation. So I might think, well, I'm worried you might feel defensive and mm-hmm. you might not hear me out and we, there might be more distance between us and I don't want that to happen. So I write that down. All right. Now I know my fear. And these are really important because when you get to the next steps, it'll ask you to draw back on the worksheet and you'll be prepped. Mm-hmm. You already know. You know what I love about this? Because it's having you uh, look at the, look at the event and not get consumed by the emotions. It, it's, you're looking at it 
objectively, but really figuring out what do I want the outcome to be here? And it's not just to make my friend feel bad. It's, it's what do I want? Do I want to just be heard? Do I want to be understood? Do I want to be respected? What's the outcome? And without doing this, it's only further deterioration of the relationship. So is it a tough conversation or uh, protecting a relationship on some level? And I, and I feel like these efforts help to rebuild something. I'd love to get to another one and see how you'd, uh, how you'd manage it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's one that I hear all the time. I thought I was part of the group. Why did they exclude me? Betrayal. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. That resonates for me. Mm. I'm, I'm having flashbacks to, to <laughs> school, high school and, <laughs> and, and even, you know, even this, um, the Transformation Leadership Council that I went to hang out in, it's a bit clicky, right? Sometimes you've got people who are hanging out and I'm like, oh, I want to I wanna be part of it. I okay. so want to be part of that group. I know exactly the group you're talking about. Yeah, great. All right. One day, so one day. I, <laughs> yeah, right. So I go to step one. I clarify it for myself. If I was going to bring this up, let's say with, with Jenny, who's part of the group, and Jenny didn't invite me to a dinner that they had. And so, again, what's my hope? Well, my hope is that they might include me in the group, but also I would hope that, that Jenny might hear me out. I might feel more connected, maybe understand why I wasn't invited. Maybe it wasn't appro- appropriate. And another hope I'm realizing for myself is I might, I might just want to be at peace mm-hmm. around it because I'm upset and I'm feeling like I'm not worth very much and I'm starting to worry about my own self-worth and I might just want some peace so I can put it to bed for myself. And then let's suppose I've done the worksheet. We already know how that works. Let's go to step two, ask permission. Now I have an amazing formula. This is so powerful. It's simple, but it does a number of things. And here's the formula. It goes something like this. Jenny, there's something I haven't been saying. And I haven't been saying it because... And now I'll insert my fear. Mm. But I've decided to bring it up because, and here I insert my hope. Do you have 10 minutes? So in this case, it might go something like, Jenny, there's something I haven't been saying because I'm worried you'll think I'm oversensitive. I'm worried you might feel awkward and defensive. And I don't want that. But I've decided I want to bring it up because I want to feel more connected to you. And I'd like to feel more part of this group if it's possible and if it's appropriate. So do you have 10 minutes I love to talk that. right now? I love that because you're, you're already, I guess, in that positioning, you're being vulnerable. But you're saying, yes. I'm worried about what you're, you know, this feeling, that feeling. So let me just lay it out there. So we can have this honest discussion. Beautiful. Yeah, it does three or four things. That little formula, it enrolls the person and puts them in a frame of mind where they understand that you're, you're vulnerable, you're a bit on your edge. Mm-hmm. They understand your hope so they can get behind that. Like, oh, I'd like, I'd like to f- you to feel more connected and I'd like to feel more connected to you. It shows positive intent. If you say to someone, we need to talk, if they like me, they're going to go straight to assuming the negative. They're on the back foot. So, and it also asks for consent. Don't you just dump the issue on them. If someone says yes to this, now they're in a frame of mind where they're more receptive. 
So it does so many things, this little formula. And don't worry, you don't have to write it down. It's in the download that we're going Love to that. give you. Love that. But Let's I bring get... up another one and oh, we'll yeah, okay. get to step three. Okay. Because I, I have so many other smaller betrayals I want to I wanna bring up to, so you can give us the magic words around them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you okay. want to go to the next one and we'll, then go we'll to, go to step three? Uh, no, let's go to step three first. Okay. All right. So we're still on the, on the concept of I want to be part of this group. Mm -hmm. So I'll be like, you know, Jenny said yes. So I'll, I'll share the issue. And this is where you make any requests that you have. Mm -hmm. And that, and the, on, the, on the clarification worksheet, it will ask you, what's your request? Because it's one thing to just share your feelings. I feel upset. Mm -hmm. But what's one thing they could do that would move things forward? Again, this is a leadership move. So Jenny, thank you for saying yes. This is edgy for me to bring it up. When, when I found out that there, you had a dinner and I wasn't invited, I felt left out. I felt down, you know, I had a flashback to high school. Um, and look, I, I get it's not appropriate to invite me to everything. And I just wanted to find out, was it an oversight? Did you feel like it was inappropriate for me to be there? Am I persona non grata right now in the group? I really want to know. It might be hard for me to hear, but I'd rather hear it up front than, you know, death by a thousand cuts kind mm -hmm. of thing. So I'd love to hear anything you've got to say around it and understand your point of view. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Those are the words that come to me because what's happening in my background, I'm allowing for the possibility that Jenny just doesn't really want my company. Mm -hmm. That'd be hard for me to hear, but that's a possibility. And I'm open to hearing that. If you're not open to hearing to that. Say, hard for her to say as well, but that's okay. At least you know where you stand. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I've had people, you know, I, I'm open to the possibility that maybe this was a small gathering mm -hmm. and, you know, five or six people and had it been 10 or 15, I would have been on the list. But for this one, she just wanted to keep it small. That'd be a possibility. And maybe Jenny does want to see me at other things. Mm -hmm. Or maybe we just don't have that greater connection. You know, she's happy to see me at events, but we, that's hard to hear. Like these are one of those truths that, that in society we've kind of agreed we won't say to people. We could never say, I just don't think we have that much to talk about or that much in common. So I just wouldn't invite you. I wouldn't think to invite you to, to something of that size. But how cool if we could talk about it and go, I totally get that. You know, right. I got people like that in my life too. In fact, it's everybody except for the first five on my list. <laughs> Right. So, yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Can we go to the next one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Why are they using my information and not giving me credit betrayal? They're not giving me credit. I've had stuff <laughs> stolen from me. People have mm -hmm. taken my products and put them online. All right. So, oh, and I had, you know, I've created this, um, I created an app called Get Real. Mm -hmm. And a, uh, there's a woman using, uh, created a game called Getting Real. Now, in my world, uh -huh. I was first to the space and she was infringing here. And so how do you have that conversation? So, again, we go back to the formula. What's my hope? Well, my hope is that we can resolve this and, and they might stop using it or give me credit. That's my hope. Um, 
also, if I'm in my higher self, I'm hoping that we might have a great call and maybe we find out ways that we can collaborate and help each other. Like, let's dream bigger. Mm-hmm. Let's not just go for credit on the thing. Maybe, maybe there's something else that we can do because this person might be in a similar space. Or maybe they'll have me on their podcast or whatever. So generate the hope. What's my fear? Fear is they might feel defensive and they might decide to just ignore me Mm -hmm. or they might, uh, what's something else that could happen? Debbie, that could go wrong. I mean, it could be, this has happened to me a few times and that's that's why I wrote about it. I even had someone tell a story as if it happened to her and it was my story. So I had no idea. Actually, this I'll tell you what I did. Wow. This is completely honest. She yeah. posted it on Facebook. And I didn't want to call her out directly because that just would have humiliated her. But what I did was I said, great story. And then within an hour, the story was down. So maybe that was sort of a passive aggressive way to handle Yeah, it. that was an indirect way. Um, and it sounds like it worked. Mm-hmm. So what we're talking about here is how, how we can be ac- actually direct, like, hey, can, can we talk about that story that um, sounds like my story? And here's where we practice. We haven't gotten to step four yet, but step four is inquire. And this requires curiosity. Mm-hmm. See, we, our mind, particularly my mind, will present the issue to me as fact. Mm-hmm. They're using this without credit. That's totally inappropriate. They're not respecting me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. right? My mind doesn't say, well, David, what's going on in their world? Why would they do that? They probably got some thoughts. i give you an example on this. My um, cousin just posted pictures of her 40th birthday celebrating on a houseboat with 10 of her friends. Well, hello, listeners. There's a pandemic. <laughs> Yeah, there's a pandemic and it's fortunately becoming recording at the time of this recording and it's becoming socially unacceptable. And I think it's um, completely irresponsible to gather in groups right now because you're going to be killing people over 60. That's my point of view, right? Mm -hmm. I could have just sent her an article and said, hey, that's inappropriate. But I use step four, which is inquire. I say, hey, I'm so tempted to send you the article. I'm so tempted to explain my point of view, but my guess is you already have the information. So I'm going to ask you instead, what's your thinking? What's your policy about social distancing? And what's your thinking about the houseboat? You're a smart woman and a, and a loving one. I bet you've got your reasons. So I started with that. I love that. I bet you have your reasons because right. this is giving them the benefit of the doubt. You're yes. not, they're not, you're not positioning them as, as in this bad light. You're, you're sort of giving them benefit. I really love that. Let's go. We have, we have time for a few more minutes left, but I'd love to see uh, your, how you, what kind of conversation you'd have around this last one. I'm up for that promotion. How could I not get it? Betrayal. Oh yeah. I had an expectation. I've been here for 10 years. I thought I was next in line. I didn't get it. Great. So all of these are a chance, again, to look at what's happening in me. What am I feeling? So the clarification step, what would my hope be out of the conversation? Well, my hope is they give me the damn promotion. That's one hope. Another hope I might have is that we create a plan. 
for my promotion, like so that I know when it's going to happen. Um, another hope is that I will feel heard. Just to, like, you know, and then my boss receives my disappointment because that's a wonderful thing when someone can be with you in your, in your emotions. And then what's my fear? Or well, my fear is I'll be shut down. I might hear something negative about myself. David, you're just, you're just not there yet. You're not, you're not as good as you think you are. Ooh, mm. don't really want to hear that, but I'll write it down. And then there's a checkbox on the sheet that says, I'm willing to accept these consequences. Oh, I like so that. am I willing to accept hearing something like that from my boss? Yes, I'm willing to accept. Okay. And then I share, I'd ask permission. Hey, boss, there's something I'm tempted not to bring up. It's a bit scary for me because it feels so important. And I think I'm worried that I might get shut down. You might not listen. You might not hear me out. And I'm worried I won't get what I want, to be honest. And I've decided to bring it up because I think it's important for my career at this company to, to be on the same page about my career path so that I can do a really good job and, and be happy staying here. So do you have 10 minutes now to talk about it? Oh, I love that. You know what I like about that? Because you're, you're almost, I mean, when you say, I'm worried you're going to think this and think that, it almost positions that person to think, well, how do I do that now? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, if, he, if he's worried, I'll, sh I'll be defensive. How could I be defensive then, right? It, right. Remember I said this is a powerful formula because it does so many things at once. That's exactly it. It preempts what might happen. Now, they might still get defensive. It might still happen, but it's less likely given that you've named it as a possibility. I'm worried that you won't hear me out. Okay. If you told me that, I, I'd be, I'd put me in a listening place. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, that's kind of a request to be listened to. Okay. Thank you. You share so much of yourself. And the reason you can do that is because you discovered so much of yourself in step one, when you did the clarification worksheet. Oh, that's wonderful. You, you know, yeah, this is, this is so helpful. This is so helpful. David, as we, I, I'm looking at time already. What do you yeah. want to make sure everyone knows as we wrap up? I want people to know that the universe is a lot friendlier and most of us give it credit. And but the ego tries to defend you and the ego will present that tough conversation in the worst possible light. And I feel sad about that because it's robbing you of some wonderful opportunities. If you're willing to do step one, just download this, this worksheet, fill in the worksheet about everything that you're not bringing up with somebody. It will tell you wonderful things about yourself and it will help you generate the upside. You'll see the possibilities because you have to write down your hope. That alone can change your life because then you'll be more likely to bring it up and every time you have one of these tough conversations, you build your own agency, you build your own skills so that when the bigger ones come up, you'll be like, all right, I can handle this one. And you'll become a master or mistress of tough conversations. And the world can really use that because that's what brings us closer together. And I can imagine, I can see having these conversations and feeling downright victorious. So, <laughs> so thank you. Where do we go to learn more about you? You can go to Play For Real. And it's not .com, it's playforreal.life. Mm -hmm. 
because we're playing for real in this game of life. Uh, so at playforreal.life, you can get the download. You can't miss it. Four-step tough conversation blueprint. You can subscribe to my podcast if you'd like to listen to Tough Conversations with David Wood. I'd love to have you join me over there and listen to me as well as the amazing Debbie. And the last thing, if something resonated for you in this call and you're interested in a discovery session, which is a coaching session where we create a plan for your life and career or business, then see if you qualify for that. If you do, I don't charge for those because it's how I find the right people to work with long-term. And I'd love to hear from you. So you can do, uh, there's a big button that says request a session. You can't miss it. And all those three things are at playforreal.life. Wonderful. David, I want to thank you so much for your time. You shared so many wonderful insights on how to have these challenging yet important conversations so we come out stronger, wiser, better than ever before. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you, Debbie. Didn't you love that conversation? I learned so much around how to position what I want to say to give both sides the best opportunity to be and feel heard. Stay in touch with David by going to playforreal.life and we'll have all of his information in the show notes at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. Case, C-A-S-E, clarify the issue. Maybe that means having a conversation with yourself to gain a better understanding around what happened and what you're feeling. A, ask, get permission to discuss it. S, share, share the issue with the person you want to talk to. And E, inquire, with an E, inquire into their perspective so you know what could have motivated them to do or say what they did. Of course, you still may be hurting from what they said or did, and that could leave some cleanup in its wake. So for that, take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz to see what may be lingering and just go to thepbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. And I'm excited to share the PBT Institute membership community with you. Imagine everything you'd ever need to become your physical, mental, emotional best. Community, support, certified coaches and practitioners you could schedule time with, daily classes on all kinds of interesting topics topics, curated experts teaching advanced strategies in the areas of health and mindset, spirituality, personal development. Imagine the most friendly, welcoming, and supportive place to become your best all online. I am so excited to welcome you. Just go to thepbtinstitute.com forward slash join to learn more. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough. <music>